stage, body in a crowd. Parents always try to keep me home, but I can't get paid from the crib, so I be gone till we on. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 123 of the No Clue Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, So last podcast, we started off talking about um, Paul George and uh, his recent comments on the All the Smoke podcast. We didn't start off, but yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. Um, so we have a response from head coach uh, Doc Rivers, head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers now. But um, obviously, uh, Paul George mentioned the lack of adjustments uh, during the Denver 3-1 uh, comeback. Um, <laughs> this is what Rivers had to say. Hey, listen, I enjoyed coaching him, so not a lot to say there. Ty Lu was sitting right next to me, so he better hope it's not just adjustments. It ain't going to be much different. Listen, we lost the game, and I think everyone, everybody needs to take ownership. Obviously, we can always do better. Players can play better, so as far as I'm concerned, I'll leave it there. Uh, I love it. No more needs to be said. Perfect response. Uh, Paul George was worried about adjustments, and actually... (laughs) It's actually the assistant coach's jobs to uh, do the game-to-game adjustments. The coach does the in-game adjustments most of the time. And the assistants are supposed to prepare what to do from game to game. And that very assistant is the new head coach for Paul George. Um. (laughs) It just shows that they don't understand what would the problem was by hiring the the next guy up on the coaching staff. Uh, you, you're talking about the Clippers organization? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, absolutely. And to me, like, for such a star-driven league, these guys find every other excuse uh, <laughs> but themselves. Deflect, deflect, deflect. It's cringy. It is. And Doc Rivers, this is why I love the response. Because he basically points to, like, the, you need to take accountability as well. Yep. Because Doc came out and said, I needed to be better. I could have done more. But when you hit the side of the backboard and you're blaming coaching. Yeah. I mean, I'm impressed with Doc's statement. Because I would have been upset. And when Jeremy Grant is... Taking everyone on the floor, <laughs> yeah, come like on. king of the court, <laughs> whoever's well, next. What is Doc supposed to do? What is he supposed to zone up? Right, boxing one, Jeremy Grant. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Yeah, players can play better. Yeah, uh, this is one of Doc's strengths to me. I think because he's clearly always been like a. a a good relationship guy with players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this to me just shows that he kind of understands what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is also to your point, it's such a star driven league, but yet players 
have so many issues with the coaches afterwards. I don't hear a lot of man-to-man talk about concerns. Like, after the second game, why didn't he come to the coaches and say, yo, man, are we making adjustments? Why didn't he say, you know, hey, look, I noticed something in the game. This happened. I think, you know, is there a way we can fix that? Can we prevent that? You say something, Paul George. Kyrie and Durant are coaching the Nets this year. Why can't you help coach? Exactly. You I mean, can you you're loud as fuck when it, when you got to talk about how injured you are and how right. you need rest and, and load management. But when it comes to like it's just so frustrating that he can't acknowledge what really happened. Yeah, and then, you know, let's talk about the other comments he said. The way I was being used, I felt Doc was trying to play me like Ray Allen or a J.J. Redick all pinned down. That's literally inaccurate. I can do it, but that ain't my game. I need some flow. I need some mixes of pick and rolls. I need some post-ups, just different touches. Okay, tell him. You had 80 games to tell him that. Bro, you know, he, he had his career high usage in pick and rolls this past year. <laughs> and he he's like a career worst as far as like how he shot the ball out of pick and rolls. I believe it. So why would Doc like forcibly go to that? Again, I don't understand. In game seven, you're getting open shot after open shot and you can't make it. Yeah. How can that be Doc's fault? It can be. Like, I agree that he could have been better and I don't disagree that he should have been fired because he, he could have had an impact on there being a floor general out there. Right. But for for you to say that it's all on the adjustments that the coaches didn't make, that that is so wrong. Absolutely. And the thing is, as a player, you make adjustments in the games. You know, you have, you're a grown man. You can talk to the coaches. I mean, I've talked to my coaches so many times. So look, man, I don't like what's going on. Exactly. And again, maybe that would be the floor general that doesn't exist job. Obviously, Kawhi doesn't speak to anybody. I mean, we already know that. So, Paul George, open your mouth. Look, man, I don't like coming off pin downs. Or I, I don't like the pick and rolls. Zubach is a terrible screener. Anything. He could say anything. But don't come, you know, uh, a month after the season, two, three months after the season ends, telling us about it. Yeah, and- and you could have a perspective because you were there. I don't mind if you saw something that was wrong, but if you you can't start off with that, right? Like, dude, they called you Pandemic P, right? Doc, it's not, that's not Doc Rivers' fault. Not at all. So I I just think I'm worried about them next year because I I was hoping they would improve in the off season. And I can make a case they got worse. Yeah. And on top of that, again, when when the playoffs get tough, when when you need your star players to carry, where's Paul George going to be? Kawhi Leonard's not going to be found anywhere if he's not playing well. <laughs> right. And what is Ty Lue going to do when, when the, the two stars aren't playing well and nothing seems to work? Right. And Lou Williams, if he doesn't get his 25 touches 
He was not in the game. Exactly. I've never seen someone go have such a decline simply just because they don't get the ball as much. Like, I've seen people, you know, not score as much because they don't get the ball as much. But yeah. Lou just plays like garbage because he doesn't get the ball as much. Like, he really just should not be out there. When when he doesn't have the ball, you notice how bad he is on defense. Yeah. Like he, it's not I'm, a good look. He goes from being a star to please get him off the court just because he doesn't get touches on offense. And this is the first time in his career I've ever seen that. Yeah, me too. I've never seen I've never seen him be a chore out there. Right. And, and with Kawhi and PG, it's just again I said this last week. The Clippers gave the keys to the kingdom to their two star players. Yeah. The star players can't be looking around constantly when something goes wrong that it's not enough. It's not the way it, we want it to be. Like, y'all got to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you really think Ibaka and Kawhi are that close of friends? Just no. because of that one limo ride? <laughs> no, they had that little interview on uh, Ibaka's like, cooking show. Uh-huh. I mean, Kawhi just seems like he's like... He can be cool with some people more than others, but he's not really your friend. Yeah. I mean, a guy who lives two hours away from the (laughs) city he begged to go to. Obviously, is not all that cool with people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah. Just because they were in the limo for the what it do, baby, people will assume that they're close. (laughs) Like, Ivaka's not coming there for Kawhi. Exactly. All right, um, it's about that time. Our monthly Kyrie bashing is here. Uh, Kyrie has not played in how long now? I want. Someone said the days earlier today. Um, I think January or December might have been the last time he played. Uh, so media day came. And the players were addressing the media for the first time. They were taking pictures in their new uniforms. They unveiled the uh, city uniforms, the alternates that they, you know, there's no alternates anymore. Nike named all the other jerseys. So the city uniforms, you know, most of them pretty cool. Um, And one person noticeably missing was Kyrie, the media god. And um, <laughs> he sent it's more the, like the media demon, <laughs> the media god. <laughs> so I, I don't know if he sent it like this, but what I'm looking at is like a iPhone notes screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't even. I don't know if he sent it like this, but it's not typed, no, you know, signature or anything. Just yeah, uh, the iPhone notes. Um, and it says, uh, I'm quoting, quoting him on this. A note from Kyrie Irving: COVID nineteen has impacted us in, all in many ways. So I pray for the safety and health of our communities domestically and abroad. I am truly excited for the season to start, and I am also praying that everyone remains safe and healthy throughout this journey. Instead of speaking to the media today, I am issuing this statement to ensure that my message is conveyed properly. 
I am committed to show up to work every day, ready to have fun. <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> Compete, perform, and win championships alongside my teammates and colleagues in the Nets organization. My goal this season is to let my work on and off the court speak for itself. Life hit differently this year, and it requires us, it requires me to move differently. So this is the beginning of that change. And uh, apparently this is him saying that he's going to boycott the media for the rest of his career. Not just this season, but the um, Windhorse believes it's the rest of his career. This is a weird thing because when I first saw this, and we kind of talked about it, we we were on board. Yeah, because you know, you, every time you speak, it seems to be nonsense. <laughs> we were on board for his sake. Yes. Yes. So I I'd, I'd prefer you not to like the less I hear about you and you speaking. I I want to watch you on the court, but every time you talk, it it seems to make less and less sense. Yep. And and when you break down this this statement, it, it's really more of the same Kyrie nonsense that we've we should be used to at this point. Yeah. Dude, why does he have this weird he has this weird idea that every time he says something controversial, it's people framing it like in a controversial way. Right. Like dude, he, you played with LeBron James, but now you found a clutch player for the first time. Right. I just... Kyrie's a guy who, to me... He, I don't know if he's going to be able to boycott the media. I'm assuming not. But this is such a this is such a selfish action. Yeah, it is. When it comes down to it, you're... Your statement makes it seem like you care about the team when really all you're doing is talking about how important you are and how important your actions are. Yeah. And leaders leaders don't behave like that. Yeah, and, and the thing is, Stephen A, I watched Stephen A talk about this because I like when he dogs Kyrie. First take, they both had good points on it. Yes, everything Kyrie... No matter what he says, somehow he always blames the media for them covering exactly what he says. Yeah. I don't understand that at all. Yeah. He says the earth is flat. The media prints the earth is flat. The media is coming after me. What? That's what you said. And the thing is, what him and some of the other players don't understand is the media. And LeBron does a great job with this. Most players do a good job with it. Westbrook doesn't do a good job. Kyrie, you know, they're probably the two worst. But the media is actually there to let you explain yourself when your game can't explain it. You know, Kyrie, when Jamal Murray took that extra shot to get 50 and Kyrie threw his ball up into the stands, watching that, what does some, what does the fan say? What's up with that? Why did Kyrie do that? Right? Yeah. And the media coverage is there for Kyrie to explain why he did it. And he did, and his explanation was even worse than the action. He could have just said, you know what, man, I, I felt disrespected, so I threw his ball into the stands, and that's it. But he had to go 
obviously he had to go deeper. I don't remember the full quote, but he took it way too far as usual. But the media, LeBron uses it so well to say, you know what? I'm going to show the media that I actually do care about my team. And I'm just going to say exactly what I want to say. That's it. Yes. You only have to say what you want them to know. You don't have to say anything further. It's not in your contractual obligations to even tell the truth to the media. All it is is to speak to them. Yeah. Um. If Kyrie doesn't get fined, it, the whole NBA is going to go haywire with the media, obviously. Um, but yeah, will, I, mean, I think just, he will get fined. It's just another guy who... <laughs> He, he like he paints this picture of I'm accountable when in reality everybody else is accountable before him in his eyes. Yeah. I mean, there's never – same as Paul George. There's never an initial acknowledgement of I need to be better. Right. I mean, for, for Kyrie to come out of Boston and not acknowledge that he was probably the biggest reason for them losing – and and all of a sudden he has all these issues with Boston when he left. Yeah. I mean, how how out of touch with reality can you be? Like, dude, we watched the games. You were you were the probably the biggest problem. Even the time when he um told Hayward off for that yeah. or was it Tatum? One of them. Yeah. For the last shot thing. We saw it. And then he came and was like you know, you guys are making it seem like I, I don't trust my teammates or something. Like, we just saw you curse both of them out. Like, we saw it. It's on camera. <laughs> he's like, you know, he's like the people on Cops or um, Dateline or whatever that they show the footage to and then say, no, you guys, where'd you guys doctor this? Yeah, no, that's you. That, that, me, that, like, quick clip of the, like, Yo, they caught you in 4K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, bro, we see what's going on on the court. For you yeah. to constantly try to frame it like you're, like, it's not you. Like, dude, you control the game. Yes. It's Andy one can... It's one thing for Danny Green, who couldn't hit a shot, to be like, yo, like, I didn't really get consistent looks or, or maybe blame kind of the... Sh- who got shots where he's a role player. He doesn't impact the game that much. Right. But when Kyrie says like all this nonsense about how he needs the ball and how he finally has a guy he could trust at the end, like, dude, I don't trust you at the end. Right. So he he is definitely assuming all the other teammates trust him. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy, man. I really don't get it. I don't understand what he doesn't understand. And the thing is, it's okay not to like somebody. It's okay to hate somebody. But to not learn from them is just ignorant, man. Why can't he learn from LeBron? LeBron never... LeBron has, like, had all the issues that Kyrie has now. LeBron has had them once and, like, never had them again. Like, with the media, LeBron's had one issue with the media, and then he never had it again. Like, he, because he learns from his mistake, and he learns from other people's mistakes. 
And Kyrie just keeps making the same mistakes over and over and over with teammates, with media, with coaches, everything. Yeah. And um, <laughs> like Stephen A. said, he acts like the media is inferring something out of thin air. Like him saying, finally, I have someone I can give the ball to in the clutch. Well, who do you think we, who do you think everyone assumes you're talking about? Obviously, you're talking about LeBron. Right. He's like, you guys just made it seem like I was talking about LeBron. Well, who else? I would have said his name if I was talking about him. Like, okay, Kyrie, because you do, you're so direct when you talk about things. (laughs) Exactly. He's never been direct at all. No. And the thing is, is like, I don't know. I don't understand why he expects the media to have to, like, not do their job for him. That's the other thing I don't understand. Everyone has a job. That's their job. They don't want to be mean to Kyrie. Who, what home team would want to treat their star player bad in the papers? That doesn't make sense. Logically. Why would just Boston, whatever their local newspaper is, come out and say Kyrie curses Gordon Hayward and Jason Tatum out at the end of the game? No, they don't want to do that. It's plain and simple. Yeah, man. I, I don't understand how KD is signing off on shit like this. Because I have... We both have problems with KD. But he he should know better. Yeah. He should know better than to allow Kyrie to come into the season like this. One thing I, I do respect about KD. And I'll pro- the thing is, I'll probably talk trash about it eventually. But deep down inside, I do respect that he, at the end of the day, is just trying to play basketball. Like, regardless of what the jokes are and, like, the Twitter, Instagram, whatever, like, once it gets into the on the court and into the locker room, he's just trying to play basketball. There's nothing else to it. Yes. Like, with the t- his, his teammates, other teammates, even that- with Russ, I didn't. Him and Russ didn't seem like they were, like, fighting during the games. Yes. And and this is why KD, like, he's kind of been a good leader in spite of some of his issues. Yeah. Yeah. It's – he's probably – I think he's probably a good role model, but not a good leader. Like, I think other players should probably do what he does, but I don't know if I want them listening to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good that's a good split of it, but <laughs> I, I do think being your star player being that role model for other players is a good starting point for leadership. Absolutely. It is. And KD's not he's not throwing his teammates under the bus. He's not constantly like I, I just don't understand how Kyrie thinks the way he does. I don't know, man. Kyrie might not even be there much longer. If it's up to KD. I wouldn't be surprised if they moved him. Because if I'm telling you, if this goes south, if they're not playing well because there's not, really not enough basketball basketballs on the court, Kyrie's got to be the first guy to move. Yeah, because they've they've seen what he does already. Yeah, uh, KD's untouchable. Because I'll take all his issues. I don't care. Is Kyrie a Hall of Famer if he stopped playing right now? No. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. 
people don't people don't ask that question, but I think it's a it's a, I think it's a valid question. I think people should wonder that. I think Kyrie would probably stop playing early, like Pistol Pete, and just you know go uh, search for Nirvana or something somewhere. <laughs> you know, just take his daughter out of the country and just go do his thing. Because I don't know if I see him happy playing basketball anymore. You know? But it's like, <laughs> it sucks that it's all him, but in his eyes, it's everything around him. Yeah, it's, it's the the pressure, the media, they make it so hard on basketball players, yet no one else has the same problem. And why did he start off with COVID like that's the reason why he's not talking to media? <laughs> like why did he lead with covid as if that has anything to do with why you're not on media day on the opening night of our opening practice of the season literally everyone else in the league was there other than harden was there for media day yeah. <laughs> you just you regardless off, of covid it's just such a bad starting point you put now you put kd under more pressure yeah, because now when you play like dog shit, KD got to come to the <laughs> post game interview and explain why. Yeah. <laughs> so you literally defeat the purpose of what you're trying to do. You're trying to control the narrative. Now you're gonna have no control of the narrative. Yep. So I, I don't get he he's like he tries to be six steps ahead and he always seems to be three four steps behind. Yeah. It's really frustrating. Yeah. But let's segue into the other guy who, who wasn't on media today. Good old James Harden, man. Dude, I've... You know, I, I was hesitant to come on here when, when they got spanked and call him a loser. Because uh-huh. uh, it, it's cruel to say that about a player. It is. Um... And he's not maybe maybe calling him specifically a loser it is it is cruel, but he this is just perfect proof of that he has a loser's mindset. Yeah. Anytime I call someone a loser, I am talking about their their mindset and their history. Because obviously, you know, obviously calling Harden a loser when he's making forty eight million dollars a year. That's not what we're... We're not talking about his successes and fails. Yes. We're talking about his mentality is just not... It's not there. And yeah, man. I mean... First of all, happy birthday, little baby. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> uh, Harden spent like over $300,000 on little baby's gifts. And... uh he was there while the rest of the Rockets were practicing. <laughs> I just... Okay. Obviously, the first problem is COVID. He clearly he clearly doesn't care about it. Right. And it's very... It seems like he's specifically not caring about it so he doesn't have to come into the season. That's possible. And... And my thing is, like, if he's playing, I don't care how mad he is at the Rockets. He's averaging thirty. Yeah. So that I don't. I'm not saying he's gonna like fall off a cliff or or quit on the team. 
Because if he, I think if he's playing, no matter what the organizational issues he has, he's gonna get buckets. Yeah. But my God, how do you play with this? One night he's with little baby at his birthday. Next night he's in the strip club making it rain. Dude, uh, that that meme of uh, like everybody saw the last dance and got inspired by Jordan. Harden <laughs> saw last dance and got inspired by Rodman. <laughs> but in, in, yeah. immediately I was like, yo, at least Rodman went to practice. Yeah. I just I don't at get least it. They man. knew where he was. The yeah. team didn't even know where Harden was. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, he's really... This is really unfortunate for um, Steven Silas as a first-year coach Yes, to I be s- made a, into a clown like this so I, far. Yeah, I saw he was upset, but which which he should be. He should, he should be, and it's not his fault. It's on the organization that gave Harden this kind of, you know, gall, you know? Yes. Um... I don't know, man. First of all, Harden is like a terrible public dresser, by the way. Like, I've never seen his outfits in public and thought he looked fly. Like, he didn't look like a 30 millionaire a year, 30 million a year guy. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I can't put into words how much I despise the forcibly... Uh, sit out thing like if this is that I like it sickens me more than any aspect of the NBA now like what Anthony Davis did what Kawhi did 100% and now what Harden looks like he's doing I mean that's I don't I don't know man I don't know even what to say it's just it's disgusting to me as a player, as a competitor, as a co-worker to these guys, it's it's like a flex. It's a flex, but it's like the worst kind of flex. You know, it's like, yeah, look, man, you know, I don't even have to play. They're not going to waive me. They still got to trade me somewhere. Like, if Ben McLemore, ben McLemore didn't show up to the first workouts and said he's not not coming he was that little baby's birthday where would he be at the next week he'd be sitting at home feeding his dog playing yep. his dog one-on-one with gerald green yep but harden can do this and the coach has to explain it the gm has to everyone has to explain it for him and yet he still is going to get what he wants in the end and that's just, I mean, that's just a gross flex that you do on your teams. Like a, I don't know, man. It it's just, just shows, weird. it just shows a, such a lack of maturity. It does. Like, I don't mind. I don't have a problem when, when a star player has a problem and he demands a trade. Yeah, like, I don't have a problem either. If you don't, if you don't want to be there, you're entitled to not wanting to be there. Right. But you can't, like, you can't just force your way out by basically like trying to ruin the organization from inside. Mm -hmm. Like that to me, again, this is like, you, you see these examples of these franchises giving the keys to the kingdom 
And when you give the keys to the wrong guy, this is what happens. Yeah. Yeah. It is it, bad. It's really bad. This is why the, the San Antonio situation with Kawhi got so toxic so fast. Yeah. Because San Antonio couldn't comprehend that he would do that. Right. And they clearly by, you know, at, at a certain point, even Parker, Ginobili, Duncan all gave up on him. Yeah. Because you just, I don't understand how can you not be mature enough not to act like this. You're getting, you're getting paid. Like you should, you should owe the team some kind of respect for paying you as much as they do. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand. You've been lose Harden. The team committed to you. It hasn't been working. Y'all have been getting bounced out of the playoffs. So the Rockets changed up everything. Whatever you need. Coach, we, we'll get a new guy. Uh, new point guard, we got you. Uh, new role players, we got you. Yeah. I don't understand. A potential third star, we we couldn't like lock that down, but we gave you the best we could. Yeah. I don't understand. Like Houston tried to make him happy all off season. Yeah. But he's not. Uh, as far as we know, he's not impressed with their direction. You are their direction. Right. Even though everybody on planet Earth who watches the NBA is begging for the Rockets to give up on you, they still believe in you for some reason. Yeah. And this is this is what what they get. Yeah. I mean, I'm Steven Silas should be just livid right now, which I'm sure he is. He should be, you know, upset and depressed. I mean, how do you start your first year of head coaching and you don't even know who's going to be on your team? Because you don't know if your best player is coming. You can't think even plan an offense around him because you don't know if he's ever going to play. Then the fact that he might get traded, you don't know what you're going to get in return. We have no idea what you're going to have on your team except for John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins at this point. Because chances are, if it's a three-way trade, someone else is going to have to leave with Harden. Yeah. It won't be someone that they just signed, so it'll be House or Tucker. So, I mean, uh, yeah, he, he has to be, he's put in like a terrible spot for his first year. Billy Donovan was in a similar spot. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. I just. It was his second, it was his second year, but first year you come in, you know, first head coaching job is a playoff team. And this is what happens to you? Yeah, it was a playoff team when we gave you the job. Now, <laughs> we getting rid of everyone that takes us to the playoffs. I mean, that sucks. Man. Yeah, we were a playoff team, but we're going to go ahead and trade both our all-stars and overpay our bench guys. And then you'll figure it out. Don't worry. You'll be fine. I mean, I just it's tough. Think- I just think uh, we've we've kind of blamed LeBron for for setting that standard of kind of the star players doing what they want to do, mm-hmm. and and to LeBron's credit, he's never like blatantly abused and overused that power. 
He hasn't. LeBron has never quit on his team. Never. Never. He's been bad in the playoffs at times. Mm-hmm. But I, I've never seen him, like, give up. I've never seen him just kind of throw the organization under the bus. Yeah. Never. Never. And to me, a true leader doesn't quit on his team. I mean, we talked about Kobe. All the times Kobe could have left the Lakers. The Lakers were hot garbage the years he was on fire. The years he had to average, had to lead the league in scoring. Probably his had peak, to, like, dominance years. They were terrible. They were awful. Shout out to Smush Parker, because I like Smush Parker. He's a cool dude, too. But Smush Parker at the one, they had, like, Benga starting sometimes. Yeah, they're, 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 like, backup for, uh, forwards who were just, like, little mid-range specialists. Josh, uh, what was his name? Josh Powell. Uh, trash. Um, what was the Robert Saker? <laughs> uh, Chris Mim. Uh, I'm throwing some names out. People may remember Lakers fans. You guys should remember. Yeah, Lakers have taken chances on some really awful big men. Awful. Shout out to Ronnie Turiaf too. I loved Ronnie Turiaf. <laughs> yeah, I did too. But, but he was not an NBA starter. He was starting with them. Jordan Hill. It was like a solid starter for them at some point. This was later. But, I mean, they were terrible. And Kobe, there was no team in the league in, on the planet that wouldn't give seven players for Kobe at that time. Yeah. And, and Kobe, had so, he was such a GOAT that coming out of all those, like, loss years, yeah, he focused on what he could do better. Yeah. It wasn't a smush Parker's got to be better at this and that. It wasn't like, I need more help. What can I do better? Yeah, and that's what separates him from even the LeBrons. Yes. The, the thing is, it, when you're someone like Kobe, when you're the best player on the team, it's never about what the team did. Because you should always say, you know what, I should have did something different. Yes. Because, to me, the Lakers should never lose... Because of anyone but LeBron, because LeBron can do whatever he wants. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, all right, LeBron can score probably as much as he wants. He can get as many assists as he want, wants. Like, in theory, I'm saying. So for them to lose by five, LeBron should have said, you know what, first quarter, I should have had 25. I should have just had 25 in the first quarter. I've done it before. Yes. I mean. And this is the unfair expectation that a lot of these stars get and don't deserve. Yes. Because they they get treated that like they should control every aspect of the game when, I'm sorry, but if Jason Tatum isn't hitting shots, he's not really doing much for me out there. Right. And, and I could say that for a lot of stars who are basically held accountable for their teams. And I will say this. This is one thing that does brighten the future for me is that Donovan Mitchell, man, whatever the team, at the end of the game, I bet even the team says, man, I wish Donovan just had 60 instead of 55. Maybe we would have won the game. Not, not that, not because he couldn't do it because he would do it if he could, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's one of those guys. That I think after the game, he says, you know what? Forget the team. I should have just had more points. Yeah, he's a guy who walks in 
every mistake he's made, he says, my bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I'm glad the future is bright with guys like him. You know, I'm not sure how Fox is, but from the little bit I've seen, he's similar to that. He takes a lot of ownership for the whole team. Um, uh, who are the other young I mean, guys? Imagine uh, Bam, D- huh? Damian Lillard. This whole time hasn't thrown one teammate under the bus. Not one. He hasn't and thrown Terry. Guys. He hasn't he thrown throw Terry Stotts. Like I he's just... had plenty of guys he could have thrown under the exactly. bus. Exactly. I think if they had a reason, they would have had a better chance just this year. Yep. I mean, he could have said, you know, if Reason wasn't playing games, Trevor wasn't playing games, we would have had a better chance. No, he didn't say it. He, he never complains about teammates. It's always, you know, yeah, it's something we can all do, or how can I lead my team better is where he goes with it. Yes. And and that's, I mean. These guys don't want that challenge. A lot of these guys uh, don't want that challenge. No, they don't. A lot of these guys want to play pickup games in the season. Like, yeah. this is, they just want to have, you know, oh, it's my best five, your best five, what's up? You know, that's how we're doing it. We, you guys can't beat us. It's just something like that instead of organized basketball. We're, the whole, all of basketball, this is college too, and high school, is just running away from organized basketball. The lack of organization is just... I mean, you see it all over the place. Dude, high, some... it's getting really bad at high school. Absolutely. Where, where guys, where it's getting to a point where guys are developing as like, like purely transition players. Purely transition players. And I mean, honestly, there's no reason to score like 70 points in high school. This is oh, no, no. This, there can't possibly be a reason for you to do that to win the game. Like, most high schools don't score more than 60 points yeah. a game. But, like, a lot of the the lower levels, obviously, the, they ruined it with the play style. Is is oh, we have a bunch of athletes, so we're going to play messy, and I we could beat you at being messy. Yeah. Yep. It's just AAU ball with, you know, with school funding. Right. <laughs> That's what it looks like a lot of times. And the, the problem is, it's because these – it's because kids are learning how to play in AAU ball. So then when they get into high school, that's all they know how to play. And the high school is like, well, man, all of my guys are just used to AAU ball. I guess we got to play AAU ball. And it, it, you're right. It's, it looks terrible, man. Turnover city. Yes. And Missing that... threes all over the place. Air balls. You know, and it's just, like you said, it's just pure transition. And this no. is why, to me, a lot of these stars don't, they don't deserve to be mentioned in the same breath as LeBron. No, they don't. Because, like like you said, LeBron controls every aspect of the game. Most of these guys could barely control their own shooting percentage. Yeah. You know, they go as either maybe their hot hand goes or the defense dictates them. And, and to me, they're so limited, and those limitations are highlighted in the playoffs. Yeah, they are. And to me, it's 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 a scary trend. I think Embiid is another one. I just do not understand why he doesn't take ownership for every game. And he he does a little bit, but there's no one in the league can stop Embiid. Honestly, yeah. 
I, when I watch him play, I'm like, how does he not just have 40 and 40 every night? He gets every rebound he wants to get. He blocks shots. He scores just about any time he wants to. Only time he doesn't score is when he takes bad shots. But, but at least with him, and I hate to keep bashing Paul George, but Embiid holds himself accountable when he's trash. He does. To me, that's it, step one. If you can't do that, if that can't be your first step when you're the problem for a game or two, I, I don't want to hear about the team. Right. But he, he holds the wrong thing accountable. He was like, I should have made made my threes. Yes, yeah. You shouldn't have been taking threes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's you're right. That's the problem. That's what I'm. That's my issue with it. Like he's he takes you know thirty footers. It's like man, I should have shot better. <laughs> yeah. No, you jab, were playing the Rockets. Jab series three pointer. <laughs> yeah, get inside. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah, man. Him and. Him and, uh, like, there's so many bigs. Uh, Miles Turner, get your ass on the block. Cat, <laughs> uh, Carl Anthony Towns, get your ass on the block. Yeah. Dude, just yeah. chalking shot. But um, I guess last point I wanted to make was uh, I'm, I am excited about Luka Doncic because he's kind of come in and he's – been kind of in spite of that trend yeah where he's just pure fundamentals he's he's mastered like a limited set of skills that he's just unstoppable with yeah and to me as i think as luka Doncic dominates the league more and more he's gonna change how how younger players look at the game yeah because when you know guys are dunking back and forth but then all of a sudden Doncic is just step backing you to death or yeah. hanging in the air on layups longer than you every time. Yeah. It's going to change the game, I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, Doncic and Trey, these guys looking at them 100%. in the future. Yes. I mean, and you know, we already know how bad Atlanta was for that roster to be that bad. And Trey still be second in the league in assists. It's just, I mean, and I ever, I didn't hear him complain at all this season. I mean, dude, he was a top five MVP candidate just without the wins. Exactly. That's all he was missing. Exactly. And, and no, nothing came out of his mouth this year. He was just trying to win games, just trying to play, just trying to lead his team, lead a terrible team. Guys, you know, steroid suspensions and stuff like that. I mean, he and he's still... Doing his thing, I mean, it's it's good to see. I think the future is in good hands with with um, Doncic, Trey, and Donovan alone. If and if no one else, yeah, I mean, there's there's some other guys I, I think could could kind of go that way too. I think Devin Booker's a guy uh, who who's kind of shown a little bit more structure in his game, a little bit more skill. He's definitely improving. Yeah, as a teammate too. Yeah, because. Uh, you know, there was a time where he'll get thrown out of the game. Like <laughs> he was like up in the uh, top of getting thrown out of games at one point, getting ejected. And this year, I think he really became a leader for the team, yeah. big time. And this um, is a guy who wanted out of the organization. Basically, if we don't go to the playoffs, I don't want to be here. Yeah, but he's not quitting on the team. He's not holding out. He's not sitting. 
going to strip clubs the opening two days of practice. And the thing is, he did everything in his power to get to the playoffs yes. this year. He ha- he made that statement, if we don't go to the playoffs, I'm out of here. But I'm going to make sure we get to the playoffs. And, you know, he just didn't, just fell a little short. But he did everything. I, I'm confident that he did everything he could to get him there. I agree. Eight, no, right? Last eight? Yep. Um, Undefeated bubble. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, and there's there's more out there, obviously. Um, you know, I, I think Murray did a lot for his team. I mean, he has different circumstances because his team was kind of stacked. Yeah, I mean, Jokic he, is a guy who's pure skill. Absolutely, yep. And he just wants to play basketball. He loves his teammates, love, loves playing. So, hopefully, I, hopefully these guys don't turn into divas. And hopefully the divas, you know, kind of weed out of the league eventually. I, I doubt that's going to happen, but I'm going to be honest. I hope the, the divas keep losing. Yeah. Because they're, they're not going to learn any other way. Right. That's true. That's definitely true. All right. Um, we got any football to talk about? Um, I mean... You know, the the playoffs are getting a little bit more clear. Yeah. But it's just tough to gauge a lot of these teams because guys are missing. The schedule's getting thrown off. Yeah. Uh, So, one thing that's kind of killed the NFL for me is the the Chiefs are like three levels better than everybody else. (laughs) Yeah, they are. it's, It's really frustrating because... They just look superior in every way. Yep. Now they got Le'Veon started. Yeah, bro. The COVID. Uh, the only thing that can stop them, as far as I'm concerned, is COVID. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, but they have the best at almost every offensive position. <laughs> yeah, it's just insane. And now Tyreek Hill catches like the the DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Julio Jones passes. Yeah. Like the go get him passes. Yep. Dude, unstoppable. They have, you know, Kelsey is arguably, you know, stat-wise, the greatest tight end ever. Hill is the fastest and, you know, in a lot of people's eyes, the best wide receiver in the league. Le'Veon Bell for the past four years has been considered top five running backs in the league. Mahomes is clearly the best quarterback in the league. I mean, it's just... Not even close. It's crazy, man. It's, it, they're really like the Warriors. <laughs> they're the they're the NFL Warriors right now. Yeah, and and Mahomes, like what Steph Curry looked like in 2016. Yeah, that's what Mahomes is looking like right now. Just put it up. I mean, it, <clears throat> it's just magic. But they have such good structure. They're not just <clears throat> they're not just insanely talented. Yeah, like they've won like three or four games this year just running the ball. Mm-hmm. I could. I never could have imagined they could do that last year. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Yep. Um. In other news, it's official. Carson Wentz is done. No longer a starter. Yeah. <laughs> Eagles are trash, man. The organization is trash. Carson Wentz comes out there six for fifteen, seventy-nine yards to start. 
Jalen Hurts gets in there, five for twelve, a hundred and nine yards. Like what are they, what were they waiting for? Yeah, the interception was bad. It was kind of desperation. Got tipped a little bit. It looked like, yeah, it sucked. But he comes in there and just out, you know, better production than Wentz did the whole first half, and it just seemed easy. And, and from what I saw, the team had a little bit more energy. Absolutely. Why? This is the second time. Wentz goes away, the team plays harder. Yeah. Yeah. That that's starting to become a trend and that is an awful trend to have. It is. But like you said, as far as their organization, it's like they want Carson Wentz to be trash. <laughs> Why do you think that is? So many plays, I feel like he's he's like being held accountable for not making a hero throw. Yeah. When I'm like, dude, this guy has been playing awful pretty much all year. Why yeah. are you putting him in positions to make hero throws? And, and that's the thing. That's a good point you made because one thing I don't understand is like people like this past two or three weeks, past two weeks, have been really defending him saying like the team doesn't have anything, right? But like... He's been trash all year. Yes. It. I feel like at first when he was just trash, they said he was trash. But then as he was trash a long time for a long time, they realized like, oh, there's no way he's like actually trash. Like he, he was just playing trash those first two games. But now that he's actually trash, it has to be somebody else's fault. Yeah. That's what it seems like people are doing. Like, no, you were right. You the, were right the first time. The reality trash. is the complete opposite. Is the right. I, That's how I thought. I thought the first couple games, I'm like, I mean, you know, he's got receivers dropping the ball in the end zone and, and no protection, no defense. But when when he's gotten help in any of those areas, he's still been awful. Exactly. Exactly. I, I just... What do you have to lose? Why would you not put in Hurts a game ago, two games ago? I know now you put him against, the, you know, two of the best teams in the league. And you're just going to throw him right into the flames. Yeah. It's like their coach, their coach stopped caring about winning and losing. Their coach is like so eager to prove to people that he's fire. That the coaches? Yeah. Yeah, I know. They're like, and that he knows he knows something no one else knows. Yes. Everyone has said put Hurts in the game since probably like week four or five, week five probably. Yeah. And then you know they, he does like one snap a game, and now he's like, oh, I'm gonna throw him in against the toughest teams in the league, and you guys are all gonna see why I didn't play him in the first place. But you're playing the Saints, dude. Like no one plays good against the Saints. Yeah, did Tom Brady look like he needed to retire when he was playing the Saints? Exactly, the GOAT. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I'm not expecting a good game out of Hurts. I'm not expecting a bad one, but I'm not expecting him to, like, show that he's a capable starter because no one – Tom Brady didn't look like a capable starter against them. Yeah. No one does. So, I mean, it sucks. I mean, I think it's a really tough time to do that, but – you know, it is what it is. Do you think Hurts? Prove I, him wrong. I know, man. I hope he, he plays well. That would be crazy if he, like, 
goes nuts, like puts up 45. You're right, that would be. But let's stay in the division, though, man. What'd you think about your Giants with the upset win? Colt McCoy, man. I, I love it. I mean, he didn't look good. Colt. <laughs> that wasn't them beating Seattle. My first reaction was not, ooh, like Col- Colt McCoy was solid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think the Giants have never been accused of not competing, you know? Yes, man. We've We're talked about it. Compete. We talked about it for like after maybe four or five weeks. We said yeah. they were losing the right way. Yeah, you gotta beat the Giants. Yes. Like you don't just go in there and just play, and the Giants lose. Yes. Like no, you 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 gotta beat us. Yes. And um, their defense is elite. It is elite. I like I li- I really love how they're playing. Very hungry, very competitive. Yep. Uh, but it's it's it blows my mind what happened to this division, it's where gross, coming man. into the year, well, it's trash. But coming into the year, it was uh, Dallas and, and Philly. Those are the two like yeah. contenders for the division, and then the other teams are lottery teams. Right. Washington, Washington and, and New York said, nah, we good. Yeah. Y'all going to suck all year? We'll take over. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, Washington has looked like a complete football team the last like three or four weeks. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and Washington's the, roster isn't as bad as people act like it is. No, yeah, they got they got they've been drafting a lot of uh, like linemen, mm-hmm. and it shows because yeah, they're yeah. allowing Alex Smith to game manage. Yeah, and they're getting after every quarterback they play. Yeah, Alex Smith is thirty six now. Yeah, it felt like it took him like six years to come back. Yeah, and, but. I can't believe he came back. I remember seeing that and just being horrified. Yeah. I was like, no shot he ever touches the field again. Right. <clears throat> Real quick. Um, uh, Aaron Rodgers, man, he can, like, bake cookies in the pocket with his line. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he has so much time. Yeah. I've never, no one else in the league has as much time as him. I I don't believe it. I haven't seen the stats, but it's crazy. Every time I see, and I know he played the Eagles. They played the Eagles this week, but even the other games, he just sits back and just chills. Nah, he did it against Chicago, too. And that's a solid defense. Right. I mean, (laughs) I know he's up in the MVP, um, you know he's in the MVP race, but that line is crazy for him. Yeah, really he, he's gonna have to be pretty fired to win the MVP because I really think that uh, that Tampa Bay blowout where he just looked awful. Yeah, uh, that's gonna come back to haunt him when if he's like neck and neck with somebody for MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's still uh, still Mahomes and Henry for me right now. Yeah. Oh, I mentioned uh, Tom Brady. Uh, Bruce Arians should get fired as soon as they get eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. And if they don't make the playoffs, he's obviously getting fired. You know, I, I feel bad for these coaches that have to, like, try to, um, try to sound as tough or as real 
as some of like the really good coaches. Like like Mike Tomlin is just like the realest dude you can you can get, right? 100%. But like I feel like the other coaches when they hear his success and like people praise him for being like a real dude, like genuine, they try it and they look like fools. Like nothing Arians has said this season has, has made been any appropriate sense. to me at all. Yeah. Nothing. But I feel like he thought he was like spitting spitting facts. Being a tough and, guy. Yeah, and like yeah, man, um like yeah, a tough guy and just trying to be like, yeah, man, it's I'm authentic, 100% authentic. Like no, dude. You sounded terrible. You sound like an idiot. Yeah, bro, when he said that like uh, like something about the Tom Brady's deep throw issues, and he said, "Like, well, we complete him in practice." I was like, <laughs> "Dude, I was like, dude, are you serious right now?" Yeah, like that's your response. Like, you're such an if that's that's how you react to what's going on on the field. You're an awful coach. Absolutely. What do you do? Like, what? How do you not react when this the point of your offense is not working? You're not getting deep throws. Yeah, and you say, "Well, Tom Brady hits him in practice, so we're just gonna stick with it." Yep. What? It's crazy to me. Is I was afraid that AB would destroy this team. Yeah, and the the team is like destroying themselves ever since he got there. Yeah, and the weird thing is, it it doesn't seem like it has anything to do with him. Yeah, I agree. That's that's just really odd to me, and and this whole Bruce Arians Tom Brady thing is getting worse and worse. It's almost like Arians wants Tom Brady to be awful. <laughs> yeah, I think he wants to have to like save the day or something with his coaching. However, yeah. he thinks that's gonna work. Yeah, I, th- I think he'll be gone. Even if they make like a deep playoff run and then losing maybe the NFC Championship game. I'd yeah. still I'd still fire him as soon as he the season ended. Yeah. Um. So what what do you think about the Bills, man? The Bills are legit. I mean, they've been legit, but they looked scary this last game. Yeah, they've this been week. a little inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this last game, sheesh. I'd be forgetting. I'd be forgetting. Josh Allen's like a hybrid of a lot of good quarterbacks. Yeah, they always bring Michael Vick on there to talk about him and stuff. Yeah, like but, he, he's he's legit, man. He's got I mean, he's so here. many good features, dude. He his his throwing power is like above ninety nine. Yeah, like in the Madden rating, if if anybody else <laughs> is close to ninety nine, his should be like a hundred plus. Yeah. Uh, and he moves, his running is very interesting. He's got like a Lamar Jackson with power blend to him. Yeah. Like Cam. Yeah. Old more, Cam. more like a Cam Newton. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it looks good, man. I, I love how that's, that's one thing I used to love about Cam Newton running the ball is like the team gets hyped off of it. Yeah. And that whenever Josh Allen does something crazy, the team just feeds off of that. Yeah. Similar to Seattle with Russell Wilson. Yeah. Uh, one thing I don't really see in the Packers, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, 
I don't know, man. Their defense has kind of let me down a bunch of times this year. Mm, yeah. With Buffalo. And that's that's one thing with Buffalo is I used to trust that the most. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I wonder who they're going to play in the opening playoff round. Uh. I haven't seen I haven't seen what it would look like if it started today. Because I think they're a good team, but I I I don't know if they could beat Tennessee. I don't know if they could beat Pittsburgh or, or oh, obviously uh, Kansas City. The Dolphins. If it started today, it would be the Dolphins. Uh, that should be a good game, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Bills are very good. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, I don't. I don't have anything else. NFL. Do you? Uh, no. Hopefully, man. Hopefully, they. They got to do something for the playoffs. For COVID. Yeah, cause I can't. If if Mahomes, if Mahomes misses a playoff game, I'm I'm a cry. If any quarterbacks miss a playoff yes. game, it's gonna be nuts. Yes, I need I need Ryan Fitzpatrick in the playoffs. By the way, oh yeah, Miami, Miami, keep working. Y'all look good. Yeah, yeah, they can get, they can do it. Oh, dude, NFL! I forgot the uh, the Jets little fiasco. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. God, what? I just keep thinking back to the butt fumble and how that's like the. That's like the the pick the poster clip for the Jets organization. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's, it's an utter embarrassment. The crazy thing too is the corner. I don't remember who it was, um, but you know they were supposed to not be in um, man, and he just got smoked at the end. Like, I mean, he's doing? left on an island with um, yeah. a guy who. I, I didn't know Ruggs very well, but from what I hear, he's OD fast. Mm-hmm. And his 40 time was like 4-2 or 4-3 or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, to all out blitz at the final play is just, come on. Like, dude, you, like I've played Madden. You don't do that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I just you... hate to have to be that simple about it, but. Like, what did they think was going to happen? <clears throat> And he said Ruggs was even shocked. I would be that too. That easy. I would be too. We need 50 yards to score, and they let me run down the, run down the sideline wide open. Yep. And then fire the defensive coordinator like, oh, it was all him. It was all his fault. Yeah. Okay. On the day, too. I mean, the day after. Like, the quickness. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll play a gem, break it up. We'll be back after this. Talk a little bit of music, not too much, but a little bit. This is a uh, little baby, everybody. Six naked straight cookie, motherfucker. I'm finding everybody. Helicopter in the middle of the hood, I'm flying everybody. I just fame these niggas be chasing, I swear I don't 
care about it. Boy, you play, you gon' die front of everybody. Leave some blood on the street, buy some red bottoms. Hard to hell, but I wish that they head shot and free my nigga alone. I used to pray for a plug, gon' go out the way and come back with a lot of them bitches. I used to dream about Connor when we live in Linux, now I stay on top of them bitches. I wouldn't give a damn if he ran them up a whole billion, I still wouldn't acknowledge the nigga. He put my name in the song, what the fuck is he on? I don't care, but we gotta go get him. House big as fuck in the middle of nowhere. I dig it down, I don't care with my whole world. I made the Kel spin the block on the four wheel. Not for real, spin the block on the four wheel. Five million dollars for me, that ain't no deal. Hadn't made that time since in like three years. All this rap shit, I ain't even talk about this trap shit. I just hope they can take it, I keep me a style like making a residency. Out in Vegas, my fast to LA and go forward with LeBron and the Lakers. Come back to Atlanta with Jada, bro told us to take out the neighbors and stack all the paper, whatever we want by it. Later, I know how to shit on a hater and handle the business. Whatever God give me, I'm grateful. I'm fine at everybody. Helicopter the middle of the hood, I'm flying at everybody. All these fainting niggas be chasing, I swear I don't care about it. Boy, you play, you gon' die front of everybody. Leave some blood on the street, buy some red bottoms. Hard to hell, but I wish that they had shot and free my nigga alone with a fair guy. Watching for everyone around me. I ran it up, how the fuck is you down me? She said for life, how the fuck is you clowning? Bought all this water, I'm never gon' drown. How many of y'all perfecting my sound? I held them out and they let me down again. Ain't coming back around. Before, but I'm dead for real. Little bro jumping around like his legs in here. I ran it up, I was vacuum seal. If I fall off the day, I'm a legend still. Bro, show me the way, I ain't never still. This block ain't no pop, it'll pop for real. I fuck with that serve, I don't pop no pills. My young niggas turn down, got no deals. I need me a billion so I can chill. I'm driving like I ain't got no license still. My truck, I move like it got nitrogen. I'm popping I'm still. I'm everybody. Helicopter the middle of the hood, I'm flying everybody. All these fame niggas be chasing, I swear I don't care about it. Boy, you play, you gon' die front of everybody. Leave some blood on the street, buy some red bottoms. Hard to hell, but I wish that they had shot and free my nigga alone with a fair I paid attention and found out the recipe. I take a seat and they still won't get held to me. I'm on my shit now, bitch, can't get next to me. You ain't got a hundred thousand, you can't have sex with me. Ain't show the best to me yet. And ain't in nobody dead. I'm something like a vet. I bought my big brother a vet. My number so good, my label probably owe me a check. They play with a baby, I swear it's gon' go down. The biggest little nigga that's over at most times. Jumped out the porch and went straight, keep the door down. Flip the clip, switch the clip, get some more rounds. Rappers fake and be hanging on, go round. I took 12 on the chase, I had four ounces. Ask around, we them guys, I do no clowning. If I can, I'ma try to keep the schmo down. Once it's up, then it's stuck, it ain't go down. Like the switch while I sleep, I got four houses. Every time that he come, I made four thousand. Beating gave me the game and I ran with it. Milk the game till I quit, I ain't playing with it. Could've been hit your bitch, I be spraying niggas. Make me mad, I'ma call all them grave niggas. Buy my mama new crib and it's way bigger. Never been to it once, that's a great feeling. I'ma go there when I get a chance. I lost 500 rest before I signed a deal. Swear to God, I still got my advance. Yeah, I'm lit, I've been saving this follow up. Yeah, I hit, but she didn't get a follow up. Ain't no reason to beef with no one about none of these women. I promise they follow up. everybody. Helicopter the middle of the hood, I'm flying everybody. All these fainty niggas be chasing, I swear I don't care about it. Boy, you play, you gon' die front of everybody. Leave some blood on the street, buy some red bottoms. Hard to hell, but I wish that they had shot and free my nigga alone where the feds got him. That was a little baby. Everybody. Uh. Man, Lil Baby, I mean, he's become a really, really, really solid artist, man. Yeah. And he's he's moving up in the ranks in rap right now. Mainly because his guy's not working, as we talked about recently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do we got to talk about music? There wasn't a lot of big releases this week. No, I mean, I, I really didn't hear anything new yet. I, I did touch on uh, Amine's Deluxe for Limbo. Okay, well, how was that? Uh, it was cool. It gave me a little bit more of that, like, kind of creative, tr- like, him trying stuff that I didn't really get as much as I wanted mm-hmm. from the album. Mm-hmm. 
but he's he's one of those artists where he's very hit or miss track to track yeah uh but but i liked it okay i um i heard a little bit of uh why well, I, I listen listened to the whole thing but i didn't listen to it twice like i wanted to but um the dj scheme uh collab album family i shouldn't say collab album but you know, he's a producer, so he has just a bunch of other rappers on there. Yeah, I didn't, Skrillex, I didn't see this. Skrillex, Joey Badass, Ski Master, Slump Guy was on there a bunch of times. Uh, Corday, Ty Dolla Sign, Lil Mosey, um, Yachty, and a bunch of other guys I've never heard of before. Uh, but um, it was pretty cool. Um, I only listened to it once, like I said. I want to hear it again. But um, it was cool. It was different, really different. I had fun listening to it. But um, I'll probably have a deep dive next podcast after I hear it some more because um, you know those ones with the different, a lot of different artists, they're hard to like really reflect on after one listen. You know? Yeah. Because you like uh, you got to remember who everyone was on each song because I don't know half these guys, so you know it's that kind of thing. But yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, that's that's really all I heard, man. The Grammys are getting a lot of uproar. A lot of people talking about boycotting the Grammys. Yeah. Um, I'm not mad at it. Long overdue. Yeah. And but most people are talking about it because of the weekend, which I mean, he's a part of it, but. There's so much more, you know. I I get the weekend is probably like the death blow, you know, the fu- the last straw, but there's so many other issues with it, man. So many, and we yeah. talked about it last time. Um, Ashanti versus Keisha Cole versus, it's coming up. I think it's <clears throat> Saturday. That's gonna be interesting. Um, yeah, I'm a pass on that one. I'm, I I like to see where the verses go how how big they go you think they'll ever get to like drake drake status wayne status well i mean i think they could if we're in kind of quarantine long enough or if we're in this pandemic for a while yeah i gotcha if we don't have anything else to do right yeah yeah i gotcha yeah man well that's really all i got too yeah, we'll um, be back up uh, next week. Uh, probably yeah. a little bit more, more of an idea of what kind of practices look like, what the NBA teams are going to look like. Yeah. See if maybe Harden gets moved. <laughs> or comes to practice, one or the other. Right. Um. All right. Uh, I'm gonna play. I'm playing some Big Sean. Start out with Big Sean. Play a Big Sean as a throwback. And we'll see you guys next time.
fears more than you cause I see them so much. so much That's what happens when you're here with no trust, okay? I lied, cheated, you cried, you done, worse shit And I'm still here right, and motherfuck your friends All them hoes hating, if you're not down, then what's your location? I call and checked in every night and that was not probation They gave they two cents and we ain't asked for no donation Man, you want some other other shit Find out about my other, other bitch Went from I love you to you don't know who you're fucking with Fresh off a vacay already need another trip She said I had enough tries Oh, and I'm the reason that she doesn't trust guys What's the perfect girl if it's not the perfect time? If you wanna leave, fine, just don't tell me you love me You're gonna make it too hard for me I wish you were ugly It wouldn't be so hard to leave Cause baby, I hate to love you i can't make up my mind cause right when i tell you it's over by the end of the night i'll be right back in bed with you 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 oh, oh. i'll be right back in bed with you 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 oh, oh. so don't tell me you love me wishing i would have tried more she wanted the truth truthfully i wish i lied more cause when i was true all i heard was buy more Fuck you, who is that? And I don't know why more. We were picture perfect and I tore it all apart. But if I pick up all the pieces, we could still be a collage. Feeling like we ended too soon. Used to stay home and do it in all the rooms. Back shots. I know what you like. Had you hitting high notes. And you ain't even need no auto tune. Nice, I was patroned up. Girls dressed alike, looking like they cloned up. Same nights, I wouldn't pick my phone up. And you was thinking, damn, boy, grow up. And I could still hear leaving. Crazy when a heart breaks, it never breaks even. I even find another girl that's perfect. And I'm the only reason we're not working. Cause what's the perfect girl if it's not the perfect time? And if you wanna stay fine, just don't tell me you love me. You're gonna make it too hard for me. I wish you were ugly. So hard to leave, cause baby I hate to love you I can't make up my mind, cause right when I tell you it's over By the end of the night I'll be right back in bed with you me.